0: It looked like the end of the world this morning, and then it got a little breezy, got humid, was dark like it was nighttime out as I was uh, making a couple of eggs this morning, and then it rained drops that would take birds out of the sky for about 38 seconds, enough to make uh, the, the pavement steam a little, and then now... Uh, I'm looking at sunshine and a breeze, and it's it looks as if there was nothing uh, earlier today. So that's the kind of day it's been. Got up. I was supposed to get a crown put on. Did not. Did not because it didn't fit right. So that was my morning. Didn't get the haircut that I wanted either. Did fill my car up with gas. Beyond that, it's been a hell of a day. I'm excited after watching uh, two teams last night play football. One, I really didn't care about, but it was impressive to watch the Bills get a win. The other one, I was glad the Eagles got a win and beat the hell out of the Minnesota Vikings. Now, in this particular segment, we bring in Zach Heilprin, uh, sports director W.O.Z.N. in Madison, our uh, resident Badger reporter, if you will, uh, the knowledgeist. and uh, he joins us on the hotline. Zach, how you doing, pal?
1: I'm doing great. Had to listen to Ben talk about the Eagles uh, (laughs) while waiting to take it on with you, which is a little bit tough, a little bit tough, but... Uh, I managed, so I'm doing all right.
0: <laughs> ben woke up this morning, throwing his arms out, going, "Thank you, thank you. Yep. You're welcome. There you go. Yeah, he was he was yep. all prepared. Uh, yep. So let's let's start with uh, the the Badgers win this past weekend. Before we propel ourselves into the shoe, but uh, what did you take away from the beatdown they gave this yep. past weekend?
1: Difficult to take a ton away, like and make a lot of uh you know, grand judgments on what we saw, but I will say this: uh, a third straight game where Graham Mertz looked good. Um, that's that's three straight for him. He's thrown for over 200 yards in three straight games for the first time in his career. That may not be something that's uh, noteworthy at many schools, but it is at Wisconsin. He's he's I mean, he only made two really uh, t- uh, you know bad throws. Another one got tipped. So uh, again, it was just it was just a matter of him uh, being on being exactly where he needed to put the ball. He knew exactly where he needed to go with it, went with it, and, and more often than not. Hit uh, exactly where I need to go.
0: So, was there anything defensively you walked away with, going they dominated, or was it just that easy, just to say, okay, you know, it's kind of like uh, being in one of those fights where you're a really big guy with a long arm and you're holding the forehead of a guy much smaller than you, and they're swinging, and every now and then they'll kind of tag your shirt, and you go, oh, you know, that's kind of what that game was like, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I've never had that feeling, Bill. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I don't, I, I don't think I can. I, 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 <laughs> You you clearly have. I've I've never been in that position. Maybe I've been on the other side of that, but uh, no. Um, in terms of defensively for Wisconsin, I don't. I mean, there were some great plays, right? The, the one-handed interception by Ricardo Hallman was awesome. Uh, yeah. William John Redick had a great interception off the ricochet. Uh, that was as bad of an offense as I've ever seen in my entire life. But I will say this: uh, I thought tackling was a bit of an issue in the first half um you know star thomas the tailback for new mexico state had a 22 yard run where he made a bunch of guys uh miss and and broke tackles that is something like it's a 22 yard gain against new mexico state it's potentially a 65 or 70 yard touchdown against ohio state so the tackling at least early in the season has has been a little bit of a a concern for me but uh, outside of that the defense did what it was supposed to it dominated and um, you know, when it got down to
0: the third stringers, uh, New Mexico State finally had an opportunity to get the end zone. The, uh, the Buckeyes on the docket. Uh, I don't think they're as good as what many people have expected. I think they do have some flaws. I think you can get deep on them uh, if, indeed, you can hold off the pass rush long enough to get the ball downfield. I don't know, though, if the Badgers have the weaponry to be able to get downfield on them. Give me your thoughts there.
1: I think they do have the weaponry. I don't necessarily know exactly what their plan is going to be because it, it it kind of you kind of go two ways with it, right? Like you can try and be conservative and try and keep the ball out of Ohio State's uh, offense's hands, and try and run the ball against them. Uh, that has not proven to be a very uh, great stra- a great strategy against Ohio State uh, in past games. But if you're able to have success in the run game, then that does. My personal preference would be like if you're going to lose, go lose. You know taking shots you know throw everything you got at them. uh don't don't just try and make it a close game kind of like what notre dame did in that first game where we're gonna play so conservative hopefully we have a shot at the end um I, to me it's you know you, you're not necessarily gonna be able to go blow for blow with them offensively it's just not gonna happen but you have to take your shots and i think wisconsin with keontes lewis uh they've shown an ability to get on the field we've seen obviously they have taken some deep shots to, to marcus allen Um, I I think they have the ability to test them down the field, but you're right. They have to keep him protected. And I think the big spot there is at right tackle. What do they do at right tackle? Because Logan Logan Brown, I don't know if Ryan Malm is going to play. He's missed the last two games. We'll see where he's at. If he's out there, you feel pretty good about them pass protection wise, but if he's not the right tackle spot's a bit of a concern, but I would take my shots. Bill. I mean, what's the, you have nothing to lose. And we heard this from these guys yesterday. They're 18 Mm -hmm. point underdog. They have, I mean, this is the biggest they've been an underdog in at least the last 25 years. So screw it go for it throw it throw, you know throw everything you got at them and if it comes out on your side great and if it doesn't it doesn't it's not like anybody is expecting you to win this game
0: that was my next question what are the expectations in this contest i mean do you walk away let's say they lose by seven or ten is that a moral victory if there is one yes
1: significantly in my mind um i think most projections have them losing by 20 plus uh analytics are you know you can you can say what you want about them but i mean the the spread is 18 i would i think ohio state's going to cover um so yeah anything i mean anything 14 and below i think is a is a is a real moral victory um you know we'll see again ohio state you know hasn't really played anybody either i know notre dame uh, you know in that first game is fine they've proven not to be a very good team uh that we've seen here these last two weeks against marshall and against cal so We'll see. I think Ohio State's offense is awesome. Uh, we'll see if Wisconsin's offense is able to challenge their defense. Got a new defense coordinator there and, and Jim Knowles. So I think it's a, it's a huge challenge uh, for Wisconsin, but I think anything keeping it within 14 would be considered a moral victory. Um, it's just been a really, really long time since they won down there. Uh, I think it was 2004 the last time they did
0: yeah, I was going to say it's not an easy place to play. The Just by being there, you're already – it seems like almost a touchdown behind when you walk through the door. Now, I, I think to me I, – I know it's easy and very cliche, but I think you got to get a stand early, whether it's defensively or offensively, put points on the board early and then get that initial stymie or shut them down. If you get – I mean, best-case scenario, get a three and out. Don't allow them to put points on the board. Get a little momentum. Quiet that crowd. Because that crowd's crazy anyway. But I, I yeah, no. that's, that, that to me, I think is the way you, you get up on top and make them doubt themselves.
1: Yeah. That's, that's a, it's a quandary. Like, like, what do you do if you're, if Wisconsin wins the toss? I mean, it, I mean, obviously, I, they took the ball against Ohio, against Washington State. Um, I don't know what you do there. Like, if, if, do you defer? Do you take the ball? I, like, I don't know exactly what you do there um, if you win the toss because, Ohio State's offense could go right down the field on you, or your your offense could mm-hmm. go three and out, and all of a sudden you're giving Ohio State the ball back. I, I think it is it is key to to stay in things early. Don't don't uh, let them blow the doors off. Don't you know if you can withstand that first little bit? I mean, it's a night game. It's the first uh, I think they have a, a blackout, which I think is the first one that they're having in a couple of years. So it's a uh, it's a daunting situation, um, and I think if Wisconsin can withstand the early uh, jitters plus uh, the uh, emotion that's going to be coming out of that crowd and coming out of that team, then I think, you know, uh, maybe they can make it a game or at least stay within striking distance.
0: Talking with Zach Heilprin, uh, Wozn Sports Director covering the Wisconsin Badgers. Going back to Graham Mertz, let's say the team gets beat, but Graham Mertz has another good game. I mean, I think we're becoming very slowly believers that uh, maybe he's not you know Russell Wilson in his year at, uh, at Wisconsin but he can certainly manage the game which is what he's done it's not using the word manage the game with Graham Mertz is not an ugly word normally it's an ugly word for a quarterback but for him it's not an ugly word cuz he hasn't made those detrimental decisions that have cost them turnovers right
1: right yeah i mean i, I we were talking about this earlier this week um if you have any confidence in Wisconsin being able to pull this upset it's it's got to be based on Graham Mertz's first three games. Like if you have like for them to have any chance, it has to be based on kind of what you see in these first three games. He's done enough to give you small hope that they'll be able to move the ball offensively through the air and and, and you know, force Ohio State to respect them through the air. Uh because I, there's I think there's most teams these last two years have not respected Graham Mertz whatsoever. I think to an extent some of the teams that have played this year have not either. Uh, we, we see that early with the way that they, they stopped the run. and it's I mean, that's just Wisconsin football in general. But if you have any belief uh, that Wisconsin is going to stay with, stay in this game and make make it a game, Graham Mertz, I think, is going to be the reason why, just because he has shown steps, made strides since last year. Um, and it's just avoiding the big mistakes that, he that, you know, for the most part he has avoided. I mean, you think about the, the two interceptions that he's thrown. One was, I mean, he got hit as he was throwing it. And the other one was, was tips. So like he's, he's made really good decisions for the most part. And um, he's made big time throws when they needed him to. And can he do that against an elite uh, elite talent wise? I don't know if I call Ohio state's defense elite at this point, but talent wise, they certainly are. Um, Mm -hmm. And if he can, that's gotta be a huge momentum builder. And maybe not for this, you know, not momentum builder, but a, a huge thing for them going on the rest of this season, he's able to show it against an Ohio state defense That speaks to what they could potentially be the rest of the year.
0: Uh, Two guys I think uh, that you obviously focus on. First is C.J. Stroud. You don't let him outside of the pocket. You try to keep him in the middle. I think he's a good quarterback. I don't think he's great by any stretch of the imagination. And obviously Marvin Harrison – Who you pay attention to, him and uh, 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 Ibuka? Ibuka. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Between those two guys, I mean, I think you have the capability, defensively speaking, to spy Stroud. Don't let him beat you with his legs because he's not going to certainly beat you consistently with his arm, at least in my opinion. And if you can just shut down the outside, Mayan Williams is solid, but I, I don't think he's... I think the Badgers have a better run game. I, to me, I think you win the game. Actually, the game itself probably comes down to the trenches and how well the offensive line of the uh, the Wisconsin Badgers plays against that defensive front. And can they churn out enough space to make the run game effective and let Graham Mertz manage the game? That's it,
1: right? Well, I was, I was going to go with the trenches as well. Uh, I think... If Wisconsin, I mean, Wisconsin wins these, these type of games, or at least is in these type of games, when you get a dominant offensive line performance from them. And uh, I don't obviously think that they're an elite unit right now, but could they put it all together? And I mean, it maybe be a hell of a time to do it. Um, <laughs> and uh, to be the offensive line that everyone wants them to be, to get back to being that dominant group that they have been at times, um, you know, many times over the years. They're not there yet, but if they are able to control that and keep Graham Mertz protected and, and maybe open up some holes, uh, that's, that's huge. But I think even more so, it's getting pressure on CJ Stroud. It's uh, that, that front seven against the running game of Ohio State and getting after the quarterback. Uh, Nick, Nick Herbig, uh, excuse me, Herbig has uh, sacks in the last four, four straight games. He's got four sacks on the year already. Like, can he, and he's got, I think, nine pressures on the year. He, can he get after CJ Stroud? Can they get pressure up the middle with, uh, with Keanu Ben? Uh, he's been uh, a bit of an issue for teams to this point in protecting the quarterback. Can they get that? And then can some of the other guys. Uh, whether it's CJ gets or Daryl Peterson or Jordan Turner, how do they uh, pressure CJ Stroud into, you know, not having all day back there to pick and choose his American wide receivers. And uh, we we mentioned the two wide receivers, not even talking about Jackson Smith and Jigbo, who was awesome last year. I mean, he had over 300 yards in the, in the Rose bowl. He's been a little dinged up. um, So he hasn't had nearly the impact, but he, that he has, I mean, he's a first round pick just like most of their wide receivers are going to be at some point. So, uh, but I think it's about getting pressure on CJ Stroud and, about you know, offensively keeping Graham Mertz um, clean and uh, at least making them respect the run game um, to a point where uh, they can't just you know sell out and you know, all years get after Graham Mertz type of thing. year spin back get after Graham Mertz type of thing.
0: Yeah, I when I when I think of C.J. Stroud, I don't mean to knock him. I, I just don't really have a lot of high regard for a lot of Ohio State quarterbacks. I, I just yeah, he's, I he's just a different don't. guy. Though, uh, like he is i understand that but i look i look at a guy like caleb williams i think he's solid chris reynolds uh is good uh, there's a lot of talk about Riley leonard even though he does play at duke uh you know tua has got a brother in maryland who is actually pretty good that people aren't yep. talking about i mean there's a lot of decent quarterbacks out there uh, max dugan uh, out of tcu another good one when i think of guys that are more pure quarterbacks i don't think of cj stroud that's, I mean, yeah. he's rated really high. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's a lot of things with a 72, almost 73% completion percentage, and he's already thrown for about 1,000 yards. I mean, I, I, I respect the hell out of him. I just don't think, even though he's probably going to be one of the top two or three front runners for the Heisman, I still don't look at him and go, oh, that's a quarterback that's going to transfer to the NFL. I just don't see that. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean, you can look at the last, what, the last two guys that they had, and Justin Fields, and, um you know, uh, now I'm blanking on it, the, uh,
0: Dwayne Haskins man. is another one that yeah, came the, in uh, the, that the, late,
1: the league. Yeah. The late, yeah. The late Dwayne Haskins, which I apologize um, for forgetting that, but like those, those two guys, uh, you know, Justin Fields still very much a work in progress. Dwayne Haskins ended up not being uh, a, a great player. Um, you know, you think about some of the other guys that I've had before that. I agree. CJ Stroud, it's a little bit different. Um, He's—I mean—he's—he's he's not a guy that's going to make a ton of mistakes unless he, he maybe get up in his face. And he's thrown has thrown interception history. He's only been sacked twice. Like he's just a, a guy that um, knows where to go with the ball. I mean, the system's pretty good, and he's got talent absolutely everywhere to throw to. Um, so I, I, even if maybe you don't respect, you know, you don't, you don't view him as a high-level guy as, as everyone else does, it's just the weapons around him that just make him so dangerous. Like I don't, right. you know, if, if he was by himself, like if he didn't have all these guys, okay, maybe we could sit there and say we could, you know, he's he's not going to beat them. But man, just what we've seen from him these last two years, uh, it's really difficult to sit here and say that um, he's not a good quarterback and, he's, and that he can't, be, you know, because of the talent around him, he's not going to beat you. I think he's a he's a huge problem. Um, maybe not NFL wise. I don't know. We'll find out. It just that really hasn't been. Ohio state quarterbacks, but in college, he's been awesome. And uh, a real big challenge for Wisconsin.
0: Uh, real quick, you, your thoughts on the, uh, the actual spread. Do you, do you have a thought as to how big, what this score could possibly be? And if, uh, the Badgers have that, I mean, they have a legit shot at winning, but uh, yeah. if I had to put my money in my house on it right now, I'd probably pick the, the, the Buckeyes, but would I pick them 35 27 or would I pick them 27 to, to 17? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Uh, I went back and forth. I feel like putting up 40 points on Wisconsin defense is uh, not something that happens very often, especially Jim Leonard. Um, So I originally said like 42 to 17. I think I I ended up probably going with like 38 to 13 or 38 to 16, something like that. I think Mm -hmm. they do cover. Um, I think it's a really, really tough situation for Wisconsin. And again, Grammerz and that offense could go out and, and go blow for blow for him. and I and maybe the defense gets some stops and they get after C.J. Stroud and, and make him, you know, uncomfortable, kind of like uh, Michigan was able to do last year, and, and to an extent, Oregon as well. But
0: right. it's, a, it's a real big, real big ask. But we'll see. Should be, should be fun. I tell you what, it's always a pleasure, Zach. Appreciate. Now, are you going to the shoe? I am. Yep, heading down. Oh, good for you. Good for you. That's a fun place. It really is. I have not been back in probably about three or four years, but a tremendous, tremendous place and tremendous experience, no doubt about it. Good stuff, man. I appreciate
1: yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, just real quickly, I, I, the first yeah. year I went down there was 2013. I drove, um, and it's like uh, when I got back, I'm like, I'm never making that drive ever again. It's it's horrible. It was, it was like eight and a half hours. It sucks. So, yeah, uh, I've, I've been back a couple times, uh, and tomorrow, or I should say on Saturday, it'll be, it'll be a fly. Is, uh, Eight and a
0: half hours. Days. How did you, how, wh- what way did you go? Did you take the Lake Express ferry or something or what? <laughs> well, I went through. I Chicago mean, we all know going much. around Chicago sucks. That's a two hour yeah. proximity as it is.
1: Yeah, no, it was, it was a long, it was, a, it was a long drive. And I, I think my, the GPS just kind of screwed me, uh, put me on these, on these back roads and stuff. It was, a, it was a bad one. And then I, I turned around like I, it was a night game. And yeah. I got done with the night game, jumped in the car and came home. And I got pulled over in Indiana because I was, going over the lines a little bit. Too much.
0: Everybody, everybody gets pulled over in Indiana. Yeah. I know. yeah. So nope, okay. flying down.
1: Yep. All right, buddy. All right. Be
0: safe. We'll talk to you then. There you go. Zach Halpern joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline. Yeah. You go down 65. Once you get around Chicago, I've always said, if you're ever going to start any kind of, you know, big, big bomb testing or anything like that, start with Chicago's blow that thing up, get it out of the way. That way we can all just kind of get through Illinois as fast as possible. But, I think you go down to Indianapolis, just take 70 straight over. It's, it's, not, it's not terrible to get there. Uh, it's been, like I said, three years since I've gone, and the GPS does take you some weird ways. But nevertheless, uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. Good stuff from Zach Heilprin talking some Badger football. We'll be back right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome, Sunset Grill in Pewaukee. I was just uh, looking at some of the pictures online from the weekend. They had a good watch party for the uh, Packers game the other night. But uh, there's uh, this weekend, a little bit of boating left. If you're going to be out and about on the boat, great place to pull the boat up. Go in, have yourself a beverage, have yourself a meal. Or if you're on the motorcycle riding around Lake Country, another great place uh, to stop by. That's uh, Sunset Grill, Pewaukee. Sunset Grill, Pewaukee. A lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff there. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, John says, let's be real. Even if the Terminator was playing for Wisconsin, they're not winning this game. And Thomas says, you're going to feel different about Stroud after watching him dismantle Wisconsin Saturday night. No, I won't. Tell me why. He may be. Okay. Is he a good quarterback? Yes. Is he an above-average quarterback? Yes. Of course. But is he... You tell me if you fear C.J. Stroud coming in to the NFL. Do you think he's better than what Joe Burrow was a couple of years ago? I think Joe Burrow was the best quarterback in their stable, and he ended up transferring out and going to LSU and winning a championship. They have cookie... They get five-star rated quarterbacks who are incredibly athletic... And they do a cookie-cutter process. And they do get, as, as Zach Heilprin alluded to, the talent around them is fantastic. And I don't care if C.J. Stroud wins the Heisman. How many people have won the Heisman who have been a miserable failure in the NFL? It, it just it doesn't transfer all the time. Uh, as he said, well, what does that have to do with the game on Saturday? His NFL pro- projections mean crap on Saturday. It, I'm, I'm not saying that. What I said was, you're you're completely taking it out of context. What I said was, I don't think he's a great quarterback. That was my statement. Nothing more. I said, I don't think he's a great quarterback. I look at a lot of the, the guys in the area, in, in the college ranks right now, and I think they're good quarterbacks. I don't think C.J. Stroud is the elite of the elite. When it, By the time the season ends, because of who they are, he will rank high when it comes to the Heisman. I don't doubt that. Not at all. But when you start to look at other quarterbacks, I think there's going to be others that are going to be just as good, if not better, than C.J. Stroud. That's all. That's all. Nothing more. But what he does for that Ohio State offense, I think, is it, it's it's what they want. It's cookie cutter, the big giant hand clap, getting out of the shotgun ninety percent of the time, being able to scramble and run. But do I fear him throwing the football and just torching Wisconsin? Uh, sometimes, if you if you're a quarterback and you throw it up for grabs, sometimes you just have better receivers than the guys that are guarding them so we shall see
2: go ahead Ben I don't know I see Stroud from what I've seen throughout his career so far and the talent on the outside is I mean stupid good but he's a better passer than Fields and I love Fields but better passer than Fields Barrett Haskins I mean Burrow was a freshman when he was at Ohio State and he came into his own after a couple Mm -hmm. years at LSU Um, But C.J. Stroud, is uh, he's the most pro uh, type of quarterback they've had. He never runs, and he is a pure pocket passer, and he's developing as a really impressive one. No, he'll run. He'll run. He hasn't run throughout his entire career. He doesn't run at all.
0: He's not, no, he's not Justin Fields. He's not a look-to-run first guy, no, but he's run. All of his career. He's an athletic guy. He'll scramble a bit, but I almost all of his career carries are sacks. Because he can, he's got good footwork in the pocket. He can, he can move around, and he can run. He he can get outside if he has to. But I agree with you. He he's more of a pocket guy. But I also look at him throw, and I see a guy that he's strong arm. I everything about it, and I'm not knocking him just to knock him. I just. I see the talent. He'll throw a ball up, and you've got guys that will go up and over defenders to get it. And he gets credited for a 90-yard touchdown reception when he just threw the ball up. I mean, he's got the arm to get it there. But like you had alluded to and, and Zach alluded to, they've got talent on the outside. So is the talent on the outside that much better, far better, than what the Badgers have in coverage? Oh, it's not even close.
2: It's better than any secondary they'll play aside from Georgia. Maybe Bama, depending on how their secondary rounds in a form. Yeah, it's a, they'll have another three top 15 picks on the outside. And he's helped by them. I don't know. I'm a big fan of his. I think uh, throughout this college football season, he'll emerge with Bryce Young as the clear one-two in the NFL
0: draft. And rightfully so. He's got a 72, almost 73% completion percentage, but he averages 11 yards a game. Quarterback rating is high. I get it. He's got 11 touchdowns, no picks. He's been solid. But I also say he can be picked. He can be beaten. I saw what they did to him last year in, against Michigan. They collapsed the ends. He had nowhere to go. They brought it up the gut, and Ohio State's offensive line was not good against them. They couldn't get anything going. When And, and again, I go back to if he was that great – why you know, other than the offensive line being in his face, which is what he was behind all last year. And and the whole thing about this year, people are going, Well, look what he's what he's done this year. Look at who they played. Notre Dame sucks. Notre Dame sucks. So okay, let's take Notre Dame out of the mix. Beyond that, they haven't played anybody. It's the first decent team they're playing. Do I think Wiscons do you think Wisconsin's better than Notre Dame? Ooh. Maybe. Uh, I think Notre Dame, I they've been
2: crushed. They have three of their alignment linemen out from the start of the year. Their starting quarterback is out for the year. Their offense is abysmal. Defensively, they still are quite good. Uh, I think if Wisconsin played Notre Dame tomorrow, it would be mm-hmm. close and Wisconsin would win, but only because of what's happened to Notre Dame on the injury front.
0: I... Um... I, I just I'm I don't think Notre Dame's anywhere near as good as what people thought they were. To rank them number five in the country at the beginning of the season was positively ridiculous, and I stated it at the time. Never thought they were any good, ever. They barely beat Cal. Cal is not a good team. They may get beat by North Carolina, who stinks. They may get beat by BYU at home. I think BYU's a better team. I just don't think they're a very good football team. Uh 877-867-1670. We can continue this discussion or we can continue to move on, talk some more Packers football, Brewers baseball. A lot of that upcoming. I if I'm going to sit here today and pick a score of the uh, the game this weekend, uh, I'm going to say uh what 30 30-17. 30-17. I think the Badgers started to feel it a little bit last week, even though no opponent, but at least you started to work some things out last week. 30-17. Pac fan, if you're going to go Buckeyes by four touchdowns, put your money where your mouth is. I'll take it right now. I'll take it right now. If you're going to be ridiculous, I'll take it right now. I bet you 100 bucks right now. Um, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. We'll do this. Come back more right after this. party going on over there for the uh, the packer game this coming weekend right there on lisbon road in menominee falls social house haus so i'm sitting here and i i sent this to ben too but one of the things when you talk about cj stroud and no he ran for one yard against notre dame but one of the things that he attributes his ability to elude pass rush to be continually elusive and more so than anything, that's what I'm discussing is the athleticism, to be able to get out of things, run around, wait for the play to develop, and then to be able to throw the football to an open receiver. That's what his elusiveness has proven to be in the sense that, no, he doesn't run. I mean, you can find some stuff where he's running for what is a 30 or 40-yard touchdown against uh, Michigan State, and you can you know, look at some of the things that he's done in the past. He's not a 100-yard rusher. No, he's not Justin Fields in that sense. But I'm just saying, look, I think he's a good. I don't think he's great. That's all. Will he be great against Wisconsin? We'll see. See what happens. But it's all, all the C.J. Stroud defenders came out of the woodwork. It's like, wait a minute. I just don't think he's going to be uh, transferable. I think he's a good quarterback. I just don't think he's great. I don't think there's a lot of great quarterbacks in college football to begin with. There's better than average. But I think uh, the college game has changed quite a bit. And it doesn't lend itself necessarily to the uh, to the pro style. Uh, although a pro style football is changing because you're finding now more and more so that quarterbacks in the pros are, are, look at Lamar Jackson. You know, you're finding more guys that can run the football. Kyler Murray can run the football. Jalen Hurts can run the football. There's other guys. Tua. We'll get out and run every now and then even. And he's more of a pocket passer. 877-867-1670. 877 uh, um, Pac fan says I haven't watched him. Oh, I've watched him. Are you kidding me? Are you stupid? I watch Ohio State football every freaking weekend. I sat and watched it in a mobile home last weekend just so I could catch the game. I don't think he's that good. That's my opinion. But to say I don't watch it, that's a dumbass statement on your part. Uh, Jim says, hey, Unit, there's no way the Packers beat Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has too many weapons on the outside. The defense can't get to Tom Brady fast enough. Uh, I think that the Packers are going to lose 27-17. That is from Jim. Jim, appreciate it. Ben says, "Uh, I think Ohio State is going to win by two touchdowns, not four. I think they're good. They're not great. They're not as good as years past. And, and I, I, I think if you had to pick a team right now to win it all, um, I don't think I'd take Ohio State. I mean, clearly you look at Alabama first. I think I, I think you look at Alabama obviously because they're always going to be the team that is ranked extremely high. Um, but if if I if I had to pick one right now, I think Georgia's really strong. I think Clemson is not as strong. What Oklahoma did to Nebraska was impressive. I have to give them that. USC is kind of coming into their own, but I don't think they're ready to rise yet. I think Kentucky is somewhat overrated. Um, you got, you're got you just loaded with SEC teams because SEC gets all the verbal slob knobbages. You've got Georgia, Alabama, um, Kentucky, Arkansas, and Tennessee. Five SEC teams in the top 11. Two Big Ten teams in Ohio State and Michigan. ACC, Clemson. Pac-12, uh, USC. Big 12, uh, you've got uh, Oklahoma's there. But the SEC just gets so much love. So much love, just because. Ben, if you were going to pick a champion today, would Ohio State be the champion you would pick?
2: No, I wouldn't go that far. I don't think their defense has proven it yet. Uh, they've made strides, but need to see it more. Mm-hmm say Georgia because I mean they've looked they blew out Oregon they have had they're playing with their food in a way they destroyed South Carolina they look unbelievable Alabama will round into form I think they have issues at wide receiver after the Texas game but there's a clear top three honestly a clear top four don't sleep on Michigan this year even though they lost a lot they brought a lot of impressive guys in the portal brought a lot of guys back I think it's Georgia and Bama are the clear first tier. I would throw Ohio State in that tier as well, borderline, and then Michigan is right below that. But I mean, I don't know. I I think a lot will change between now and when we get to playoff time because uh, Bama will round into form, as I said. There are some young right. guys that you know have to step up. But
0: yeah, it's Georgia, Bama, Ohio State. Yeah, no doubt. Um, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy one hit us up but i i would I would probably go Georgia at this point. I just think Georgia's really strong Alabama's really strong i just man, but then again they're due uh because it almost is cyclical you'll get uh, a year off where they don't win the championship, and then Nick Saban will reload, come back angry, and then he'll beat the world. He's already started complaining about the uh the 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 portals and the n i l and the money and So that's just added chips and fuel to the fire, chips on his shoulder, fuel to the fire. And so he uses all of that energy to come back and beat the world and say, I can do it without any of you doing it that way to prove it. And then they'll go ahead and jump right into the pool, both feet. But yeah. Um, Pac fan says, who did they play two weeks ago? Um, Arkansas State, I think. Right? Arkansas State. Because they just beat the hell out of Toledo. They started off with Notre Dame, so Arkansas State. Duh. Um. What else do we have here? This one is from, uh, this from Kelly. Kelly says, not a fan of Ohio State's either, but I do have to admit they have the best talent in the Big Ten. What about Penn State? I think Penn State's good, but I, I'm kind of – Penn State's that team that every year they come out and look really good and they're picked and there's anticipation and then they falter. yeah, um, I kind of wait until – Penn State beats a couple of teams that make me go, okay, they're legit. You know? Penn State is is – they're a good football program. It's kind of like when you look at Wisconsin. You look at Wisconsin and you go, you know what? They're probably going to win the West. They're, they've got nine, ten wins in them. Okay, they're probably going to win the West. And then they stub their toe. And you go, okay, now my expectations are going to fall off. Okay, everything I was starting to believe, I can't believe. You know what I mean? Um. So I, I'm I'm kind of, I kind of feel that way about Penn State, Michigan I think has risen, Ohio State's been there, I think Wisconsin, Penn State, um, who else could you throw into that that second tier Ben? For a while it was Michigan State, but Michigan State's fallen off dramatically even though they're making a, a comeback this year. In general or just this season? Cause, just this season. Oh, Minnesota. One hundred percent. You think Minnesota's in that second tier now?
2: They're the only good-looking team in the West where we stand today.
0: I mean, Wisconsin looks okay, but Minnesota's in the driver's seat in the West. No offense, Nebraska just got their doors blown off at home. They've already blown out their head coach. Yeah, there's not there's not a lot of impressiveness. I will say, I mean, a win.
2: Big Ten is top heavy. A win at Auburn does turn some heads, even though Auburn is inept on offense. Penn State can finally run the ball. Which they've been searching yeah. for since Miles Sanders and Saquon,
0: so that's something to monitor. We're only in a couple. We're only a couple of weeks in, so three weeks in. So we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. But I—that's uh, I, really kind of it when it comes to the Big Ten. Eight seven seven 877-867-1670. Hit it. Got to take a quick break. Be back. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready. This is the Bill Michaels show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens.
1: The Packers reviewed the tape of their win Sunday night over the Bears, featuring nearly 200 yards rushing by Aaron Jones and Quadzilla, A.J. Dillon. You know, we knew we knew what it was going to be coming into this rivalry game. Uh, especially uh, with the Bears, always going to be one of those, kind of got to strap up your chin strap, bring your lunch pail to work. Uh, for me, you know, that being my brother, to be able to block for him to get him in the end zone, uh, you know, it's, it's awesome. It's an awesome feeling. Defense played their ass off today. Um, definitely gave us, you know, a lot of momentum. You know, just feeding off them in certain situations. That goal line stand was huge. Momentum of the game, so... You know, it's awesome when the teams uh, collectively hitting like that uh, really works out. Quarterback Aaron Rodgers says it was good the two running backs stepped it up.
0: I didn't play great, you know. I feel like the stats look a little better than the game. You know, the standard I set for myself is pretty high. I feel like it is attainable, and my definition of success, I feel like, rests uh, gently on my my shoulders and my ego. But but I missed some throws that I should never miss, and, and there were some opportunities for more points out there i mean i feel like the ball to allen on the right uh, sideline on the first drive is a ball I should hit
2: are the packers thinking it's time to turn the 38 year old quarterback into more of a type of game manager packers head coach matt Lafleur. he's definitely not a game manager because there's so much that we put on his shoulders in
0: terms of him getting us in into the right place i mean that, that takes a lot you know running around i thought Early on, it felt like the rush was kind of getting to him a little bit. I mean, we didn't have great protection. He, he does so much for this football team, and just the way he leads our guys. And I thought he played outstanding. That's Matt Lafleur
2: in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. <laughs>
0: or a-blowing i know it's going to be uh, a little bit warmer today tomorrow and then the cold front starts to come through i was looking that over the weekend uh they're saying now saturday at least looks to be in the 70s but uh the warmth is is leaving us slowly but surely we know it's going to get cool and i think this friday i i'm i'm waiting for the confirmation but this friday uh Pella windows and doors of wisconsin going to be here to install the new patio door i'm excited they're actually going to film, uh, I believe, a TV spot here. But we're going to, regardless, we're going to go downstairs and and film. Maybe I'll do the show with them working in the background or something. But uh, we're going to do the whole whole video uh, of them installing the uh, patio door uh, because they custom measure, custom manufacture, custom assemble, and then custom install with the best warranty in the business. When you talk about value for your home, and uh, that's Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. And uh, they've got a terrific offer right now, which uh, 24 months, no interest, no payments, nada. How about that? Have that going on? So if you're looking about or thinking about replacing your doors, your windows, uh, you can go with different uh, looks, different interiors, whether it's the impervia, which is stronger than fiberglass. You can go with something like uh, the wood windows, which we all know are fantastic. Uh, You can go with um, your basic vinyl. If you want to do it, say for say for your your you know uh, the house that you don't use all the time, you know what I mean. You got one of those homes like up north that you go to that you just want to throw some windows in. Eh, you don't want to spend a ton of money, but you want good quality windows. You want to be able to you know keep the cold out and keep the heat in that type of thing. They have all of that for you. All you got to do is give them a shout. That's our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Many different types, many different qualities, but they are the best value. In the business, go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Or call them 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA, P-E-L-L-A, PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. Good stuff from Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. And uh, just really good people over there. Really good people. Uh, coming up in the next hour, Peter Bukowski, the On Packers podcast, is going to be joining us. We'll talk with him coming up here in just a little bit uh, about this Packers team and what we saw last night, how far away the Packers are from that, say the Buffalo Bills, the Philadelphia Eagles, those two teams right now may be, uh, certainly the Buffalo Bills, top team in the AFC, but they may be the best two teams in their division respectively. So we'll talk with him about that. And, uh, Life, if Mike Evans is not able to play, how much does that change what Tom Brady can or cannot do? We'll get into that discussion. Uh, Bra- I, I look at it this way: Look, Brady has probably uh, more of a shot, even though both quarterbacks are unbelievably good at hanging onto the football and not just throwing it away to throw it away. But I believe that Brady is the uh, is more likely to throw a pick than Aaron Rodgers. So can Brady be pressured enough? Enough to then throw a pick in this contest. Will he be pressured enough to throw a pick in this contest? Hang in there. We're going to talk a little bit, uh, a little bit more about it with Peter Bukowski, the Locked On Packers podcast. He's going to join us. That's coming up next. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michaels show coming up right after this. The Bill Michaels Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.